Good evening and welcome to tonight's show from DJN TV, Disc Jockey News TV. Tonight's show is brought to you by Electra Voice, DJ Event Planner, DJ Trivia, Odyssey Innovative Designs and Cases, NLFX Professional, Promo Only, and the DJ and TV Insiders. Trained in Western Indian classical music and dance, she spent the majority of her childhood in Australia and Singapore. When she made the move to New York for uni, she eventually found herself DJing locally, finding her niche in Brooklyn's underground dance music scene. Since then, she's supported acts ranging from Walker and Royce to The Magician, Steve Darko at Hoy, and soon will be playing Bang On's Elements Music Festival over Memorial Day weekend. Her mix series, The Midnight Snack, is a project that aims to amplify and showcase outstanding talent with a heavy focus on artists who are female non-binary. Each feature includes a guest mix and a written interview to share behind the scenes look into the artist's life. I think you're really going to dig the idea behind the name. Today I'm talking with a key. So your hometown is Sydney and you've spent a lot of your childhood there and in Singapore, but you're actually Brooklyn based. I'm so curious how that happened. Uh, can you tell us about your story, your introduction into uh, DJing? Yeah, definitely. So I guess first off, how I ended up in New York, um, I moved here for college. My parents were nice enough to let me move far away from home um, and support it. So I moved here for school, um, had, you know, no idea whether I was going to stay here or, you know, what was really going to happen afterwards. But um, after four years of going to school here, I really fell in love with the city. And um, I started off, um, you know, just, I started off just, you know, regularly working like a corporate job and, kind of gradually got more and more involved in like going to different concerts and going to different shows, kind of being involved in like the house music scene here. And then one day it just hit me how much I really wanted to curate like, you know, a scene for myself and how much I'd love to like play a party. And that started off as it starts with most people, like a house party where you just have people over and you're controlling the playlists and soon you kind of try to do research to figure out, you know, what it really takes to be doing that outside of the house and in a public space. Um, and then a friend of a friend of mine actually um, co-founded uh, the Scratch DJ Academy here. So I kind of went for an open house, got really interested in that, did a couple of courses um, and just started networking and, and DJing and, and stayed out here to do that. Do you feel like when you first got into the industry, you had any preconceived notions about what a career in music might look like and what did you come to learn from that yeah that no that's a great question and um a lot of people do ask me that like you know were you were you scared like you know what was going on and it, it was honestly just one of those things where um I was so passionate about doing it that I I didn't even think twice about the consequences <laughs> like you know it was like I wasn't thinking like what does a career in the music industry look like? What does it mean that I'm a woman, a woman of color? Like all these things kind of came later for me. Um, all that really mattered was that I liked something and I just got in and learned how to do it and kind of trying to figure out how to make it happen. 
I love that though, because you don't overthink it. You just go right for it. Exactly. Exactly. You just know you have no choice but to do it. Yeah. 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 Well, you also host the Midnight Snack Series. Can you tell us about the concept behind that? And what does it take to make something like that really thrive? Midnight Snack was, yeah, this intersection of kind of two separate concepts. So one was... Um, first of all, I know I'm not the only one who is, um, doing a nine to five job and hustling outside of music, um, hustling outside of regular work hours to make a passion happen. And that's not just music. That's, you know, all different kinds of art and things that really take motivation and, um, kind of a self-starter mentality to do. So it was this idea of like, you know, when you're going late at night, um, outside of your work hours, like what is the thing that keeps you going? Obviously, obviously it's your passion, but you know, what's like your favorite snack to like munch on, like while you're burning the midnight oil just to, you know, make something happen. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because like, for me, like I can't live without my pita chips, um, every night <laughs> and when I'm like home making music after work, like I have to be, you know, eating like my pita chips and hummus or my pita chips and guac so I can like keep going and, you know, send, a new version to my manager or um, whoever. So I know um, I wanted to like meet other people like that and, you know, talk about how they um, keep themselves going. So that's where Midnight Stack came from. And then I always wanted to start a platform to be supporting um, female and um, GNC artists. It was, it was just something that I wanted to do from the beginning. Um, it was just a matter of how I was doing it, when I was going to do it. Um, and what the right time was to do that. So I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to use a branding that wasn't so focused on like, you know, women and GNC artists, um, but only really be selecting and featuring women and GNC artists to make it more of an implied thing versus like, a, you know, exclusive thing, if that makes sense. So it was the, it was kind of the intersection of both those ideas that got me here. And um, in terms of like what really made it happen, I mean, first of all, it was a lot of encouragement from people I spoke to about it, um, friends who wanted to help me out with it. Um, my friend is the designer and the creative mastermind behind all of it. And he's just, you know, been super on, on the team and, you know, also um, my assistant and everyone's just been like really cooperative and passionate about the concept as well. So um, I'm definitely not alone in this project and also just kind of generating support, um, you know, among the community. Um, just the fact that there is a collective or, you know, a constant mix series that is focusing only female and, you know, GNC artists is a great draw for a lot of people who still find trouble, you know, finding female artists or, you know, don't really know of that many. And I just want to offer that central place for everyone to come to, um, to find a lot of female GNC artists that otherwise may not be as well-known. Well, us females appreciate that. <laughs> I love that. And I, I kind of love it. You're like, I'm not really promoting it. I'm just going that route. Oh my God. And such a smart name. So many <laughs> best artists are late nighters. Hey. Yeah, definitely. Everyone needs a snack. Yes. Uh, you, um, I know you just finished uh, one of your first original tracks, She Doesn't Know. Uh, leading up to that, you've had so many different accomplishments. You've already, you know, these amazing things you've done in your career, supporting artists like Walker and Royce, 
Steve Darko. You're even on the, I'm, a, I'm totally going to say this wrong. You were even on the Timichi ghost tour for analog. Hey, Shami, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and now you've got like bit, a big music festival coming up. I'm going to ask you about later. Uh, I'm curious, what insight would you have for artists trying to get on the radar of these big time promoters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my number one advice is patience. Uh, it's always very easy to get frustrated when you're passionate about something, you know, you feel you're good at it. You can, you know, deliver, um, a certain vibe and you, the only thing you're not getting is the right contacts and like the right, the right bookings and the right people. And you're, you know, playing to empty rooms or people are not even booking you in the first place. And, you know, I've, I've definitely had my fair share of, you know, bookings being turned down and, you know, um, or playing to empty rooms and it doesn't get any easier. But all I can say is I think patience is key to just keep going out there, you know, doing your thing, pursuing it, meeting the right people, because every experience is still worth it, whether or not it feels like it in the moment. Um, And then you'll just find that if you keep going, you just happen to organically meet the right people. And sometimes they even find you because it works both ways here. I mean, promoters are also trying to find good people. So it's not just like, artists trying to find promoters, especially promoters that are doing their jobs really, really well to kind of go out there and be booking talent. And you never know, you could be playing, you know, on a Tuesday to like a semi-empty room and three of those people sitting at the bar could be the ones booking one of like the biggest spaces here. <laughs> so like always bring your A game because you, you never know who could be watching or you never know who could be, you know, referring you to someone else. And I've honestly got bookings in the weirdest ways where someone just happened to be somewhere and hear me and, you know, tell someone else who just happened to be throwing a party like that next week. And they found me through, you know, Facebook or whatever. So, um, patience, perseverance, um, because it really will happen for you if you keep going. I feel personally. I love that you say that I was literally, uh, just interviewing the guys from EDC uh, yesterday and they were talking about you know, those when they were playing like these empty rooms and telling artists like be patient and keep working at it and yeah. you're gonna play those empty rooms. It's, wow, yeah, it's yeah. A, kind of a part of that process, right? Yeah, so right. yeah. Everybody that is tuned into this interview that is like feeling frustrated, take notes. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> we all have our fair share of frustration. Yeah. So you're not alone. You really know. Yeah. What do you think is the deciding factor between uh, why one talented artist might get booked over another talented artist? Yeah, that's um, interesting. It's such a uh, multi-dimensional question, right? (laughs) Um, I guess it's like there's definitely not a straightforward answer to that. So I guess I'm just going to give my take on maybe sometimes why I feel I've, you know, personally been booked. Um, not necessarily like over another artist, but you know, maybe like why I've, I've been booked in general. Um, and I, I think it's just really trying to bring something, you know, new to the table. Um, and I think that is 
when you play music, like you're not just kind of pressing play from one track to another. Like, is there a special edit or something that you're playing? Um, I try to constantly get unreleased music from my artist friends. I'm, I'm not even talking about, you know, my artist friends that are super big, but like, you know, people that are just starting out, like I really want to be supporting um, the new music that they're trying to get out there. I especially lean towards supporting um, women and, you know, uh, gender non-conformist artists that are putting tracks out there as well. So getting all this music that people may not necessarily have heard before, trying to make my own edits, whether they're, you know, mashups at home or, um, you know, multi-genre edits, well, to turn like a house track, maybe into like a drum and bass track. And, um, and uh, I think it really helps to, you know, support the scene. Um, I, I find that, um, you know, if you've supported someone's party, they're a lot more likely to reach out to you and be like, hey, thanks for coming. Like, would you like to play the next one? Um, and that's just really great because it's not just about like, being the superstar and being like, you know, booked on a lineup. It's about showing that you're participating in the community and you're bringing more to the lineup than just your music and you're, you know, promoting the event and you're trying to like think of different ideas to like get people there and, um, and have them, you know, have like a great experience in the night. So, um, I think that's, I try to be super actively involved in like every event that I get booked for. Um, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Building your community from like every angle to end this wonderful interview off. Is there anything that you're super excited about? Different projects, releases, shows? Let us know. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited for my first original. Um, She doesn't know. We uh, just found out it actually got signed to a really great label by an artist that I've admired for a really long time. And um, I can't quite say here yet who it is, but I promise I will once it's out, or once I can say it at least. Um, so yeah, that's something that um, has been just, you know, really great because I was not expecting, you know, my first original to um, get that sort of traction just yet. And also really grateful for the artist that gave me that opportunity. Um, I'm very excited to play Elements. Uh, in end of um, May, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it's always a great time, always a great way to meet other artists, be really, you know, participating in your community. Um, there's a lot of other Brooklyn local talent that goes and um, plays there as well, so it's just a great time. And um, also be playing Shemansky, um next weekend. And uh, the last time I played there was when I opened for Klingande, and it was such a good night, so... Um, this should be another uh, really, really great show that that place just always brings a, a really cool vibe. So those are the main things I'm just excited for right now is I'll just put out more good music, really explore my sound and um, keep connecting with artists. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And I really appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to sit down for, for the rest of you that are tuned in. What is your midnight snack? <laughs> Let us know in the comments below. Let us know any insight that she shared today that really stood out to you. And as always, don't let no one kill your vibes. Definitely.